Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two English experts talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we have a student success story. Who is Yiki? Why was she taking IELTS? And how can she help you to overcome a lack of self-confidence? Good morning, Nick. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing all right today. Thank you very much. Are you? Mm. Uh, I am because I am relatively cool after the heat (laughs) of last week. It is now a lovely 22 degrees and in a very English way, I'm very happy. Very good. So the, uh, the most extreme elements have disappeared now, yeah? They've gone. I was sitting at a swimming pool mm-hmm. at 11pm at night on wow. Tuesday, and it was still something like 37 degrees. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> Ridiculous scenes. But yes, disgusting. So no, it's all back to normal. Good. Um, how are you? Have you had a nice weekend? Yeah, a uh, good weekend. Uh, on um, Saturday afternoon, we uh, took a drive to the country and picked some strawberries. Did you? Which was very nice. Um, That's a very English thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and then we, got, we spent about 10 euros on... Big bunch of strawberries and some other uh, various berries as well. Oh, that's so, cheap. Yeah, very cheap. Um, very good. Yeah. I think, yes, I mean, well, I don't need to tell you after Brexit, I think I paid last week £5, Nick, mm. for something like half a kilogram of strawberries. Yes, the prices are similar here in the shops, to be honest. Are they? Yeah, that's why we okay. went out there, because it's. I think like in our local supermarket, it's €7 Euros a kilogram. Oh, God. Okay, so I need to be picking my own. That's the Mm. way forward. Okay, good advice. So talking about good advice, um, (laughs) we haven't done a student success story, Nick, for ages, have we? We haven't. I think the last one was one that I did with, um, I can't even remember his name from Azerbaijan. It was Abdul Rahman, wasn't it? Mm, I can't remember. Our Egyptian student. Abdulaziz. Abdulaziz, our student from Egypt. Now, that has to be at least a year ago. It was more than a year ago, yeah. So I think... I forget sometimes how important it is for us to showcase students on the podcast who've, mm. you know, come to the end of their IELTS experience, their journey, because, you know, I think nothing is more inspiring than seeing the people who've gone before you, mm-hmm. essentially. So we have a lot of students who get their um, desired exam scores with us. But I, th- I guess the reason that I've chosen Yiki today is because... I think, well, to begin with, I don't think we've ever spoken to a Chinese student as one of our student success stories. We haven't, no. That's something new. But the main thing for me is that Yiki was a great student to work with, very receptive. And to be honest, right from the beginning, Mm -hmm. as we were working through the gold package, I never had any fears at all that Yiki would hit her target score. She needed Mm -hmm. a seven. And right from the beginning, she was always getting a seven. You know, the feedback we were giving in marking was mostly how to improve from a seven rather Mm -hmm. than reach a seven. So from my perspective, everything was just going along very, very, very nicely. And I thought she would be sat at home feeling confident (laughs) and good. That's not the case. (laughs) So sadly, and I think this is what happens with a lot of our students. Mm -hmm. Even though we were giving her really, really positive feedback um, and she was definitely improving, Mm. her self-confidence stayed relatively low. Mm. Um, And that's mostly because 
of her perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something which Yikin and I discuss in great detail in the interview. Um, and I think it's really interesting to hear from her perspective why she suffers from that perfectionism and how that affects her preparation. But I thought what we could do before we listen to Yiki and I in the interview is just have a chat, Nick, you know, because we work with a lot of students who've got what could we say? Sort of like who needs support in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Some need maybe sort of more language support. So mm-hmm. grammar, Lexis, some need more psychological support. If a student came to you who you could see was performing really well, mm-hmm. but they had not much self-belief, what would be some things that you might do with them or some recommendations that you might give them to help work on that issue? That's quite a tricky question, to be honest, because I don't really encounter that kind of student very often to be honest Mm -hmm. um i guess it would be a case of from my perspective probably reinforcing just how well they're doing yeah um and going through in in detail why their performance is good why this is Mm -hmm. good enough and yeah of course you can give them like small things that they could improve on for sure a hundred percent but i think it would be maybe trying to build that confidence a little bit. I think I think that's good advice because, I mean, I do think, you know, if a student is underconfident, mm. then, as you said, you may give them five pieces of positive feedback mm-hmm. and one piece of negative, <laughs> yeah. but they're going to focus on the negative. <laughs> on the negative. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's really important. Part of the way that we mark, we mm. have like a smiley face and a, and a sad face. <laughs> you know, it's, re- it's really important that we add into that smiley face section what the students have done well. And I think mm-hmm. particularly, as you said, for students who lack confidence, that is a, is an important factor. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I'd add to that. I mean, if you're feeling underconfident, then I guess the best way to move through that is preparation, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what builds confidence is knowing that you can achieve what you're setting out to achieve. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, in your preparation – Think about preparing well at different levels. So to begin with, I would say, you know, the first thing you need to be able to do is understand what's required of you um, and to be able to do it in general, not necessarily in exam conditions. But if we're talking about writing an essay, Mm -hmm. I always say to students, you know, don't worry at the beginning about the 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Worry that you know how to write a band seven essay. Exactly. In however long it takes. But Mm -hmm. once you know what that feels like, then you can focus on speed. Yes, 100%. Um, so that's kind of what we did with Yiki. You know, she was sort of underconfident. And I said, well, look, let's take the time off the table. Mm-hmm. And then she was writing essays, which were 7.5s, 8s. I mean, really good. Mm-hmm. But then obviously, you know, she's saying, but it's taking too much time. I said, well, that's fine. Now we're going to focus on exam skills mm-hmm. and being able to do that in exam conditions. Mm-hmm. And I think it was that, practice that we did together with Yiki at the end where we where we really focused on you know her being able to write a report and an essay inside 60 minutes mm-hmm. using what I thought were the most difficult questions I'd ever seen so she knew that she was <laughs> really practicing with the most difficult questions possible yeah once she was able to do that inside 60 minutes um and I was doing the the technique I spoke about in a mm-hmm episode a couple of weeks ago you know I was emailing them to her literally 60 minutes before our lesson so it really felt like the exam Mm. I think that's what gave her I mean she was never fully confident as you'll hear (laughs) in the interview but she definitely felt more able to trust herself Mm -hmm. I think following that um but then again Nick that comes 
down to, again to what you were saying because then in the feedback I was focusing on the positives, right? One hundred percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what she needs. Um, so yeah, I mean, apart from making sure your preparation's good, mm. I guess focusing on the positives or or getting positive feedback. Um, I'm not sure what else to really suggest for somebody who's underconfident because I think it is all about just receiving positive feedback, isn't it? Just knowing the yeah, air that you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing. Um, yes. Because, I mean, where does a lack of confidence come from? It comes from worrying that you're not good enough. So yes. hearing that you are good enough, that you are doing things right. Yeah. Is probably the main way to get over that. And I, that's interesting you say that, Nick, because that's something which I think Yiki touches upon is that is is the importance of trusting mm. who you're preparing with because then you can mm. kind of outsource mm-hmm. your stress. It's like, well, I don't trust myself, but I trust them. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm going to follow. Anyway, have a listen. Yiki speaks extremely well. She's also an unusual student because she's actually going to go and do a PhD in arts so we don't often have art students um, yeah, it's usually so doctors isn't it and things it's like usually that. doctors so she's <laughs> promised to, to, to do a portrait of us nick which wow. we can put on the website one day <laughs> um but anyway have a listen now he's very inspiring and she can tell you in her own words her struggles how she overcame them how she got that 7.5 so yicky thank you so much yeah. for coming to talk to us today um I thought maybe the way we'd begin is maybe you could just give us a little bit of background information about who you are, where you're from, and why you're taking IELTS. Uh, sure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm Iki Zhang um, from China. Well, the reason why I take IELTS is um, I'm going to do a PhD in, in the UK, uh, which starts from this September. And actually, I've already got my conditional offer so I just need to prove my English proficiency Fantastic. and that's why I take else <laughs> and so and so what because so a PhD is obviously like a very high level so what scores did you need in the UK to take your PhD what were they looking for uh I need to uh get a seven uh seven overall seven with a minimum of seven in writing just writing that was the only one they asked specifically for a seven Yes, I thought you get a seven overall. Okay, that's interesting. Um, So seven overall, but also a minimum of seven in writing. Yeah, um, actually, I'm I'm an art student. So it's quite unusual for art students to do PhD. So I'm kind of like practice and theory-based. Yeah, and that's why I guess they they only ask you to become a good writer. Because they know that you can make art, right? Okay, so they wanted to check, can this artist girl also write, basically? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so before you came then and prepared with us at my Elts classroom, because I remember yeah. you coming, you'd already been preparing, I think, hadn't you, before that? Yeah. So what I did. had you done previously to prepare? Actually, this is my, fo- my fourth try at Elts. So okay. before that, I had been... And self-studying well for several months mm-hmm. and I actually I did I did my last else in March mm-hmm. and I got 7.5 overall but my writing score was 6.5 and that was really disappointing um yeah um I kind of feel like, like when I when I self-study I felt I was all right 
I feel mm. I I I could get myself. I I could get through this on my own.、Mm-hmm. But I guess in the exam, um, because the question was somehow unusual and、mm. and it's not something I expected. Um, and then I just got panicked and、mm-hmm. well, I could not say I could not say that I did bad because I think that that, that at that time. That six point five reflected my overall like ability. I、mm. guess I, I was somewhere I I I somewhere stuck between six point five and seven.、Mm-hmm. But the problem is I couldn't get any higher, which is something that I really import as a PhD student. Yeah, because I remember、mm. now. Actually, I'd forgotten for some reason, Yiki, that you'd taken <laughs> the exam before. I just remember that you came to us for a first assessment at the beginning. I think didn't you? So you sent us one essay. Yeah. Um. And I remember marking it and thinking, "Oh, like this is a student who's definitely got the language skills to get a seven.、Really? Like, t- yes, definitely. In terms of the language, you know, you've got some. I think you've got some phenomenal vocabulary. Good, you know, solid grammar. I just think that there were just some issues in the sort of the structure, maybe the argumentation you were making. It, it felt to me that you were lacking maybe、exactly. the sort of academic essay skills. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I I agree. I guess I guess I like like in hints that I feel well. I had a overall like I I was somehow got stuck as a upper media level in upper intermediate intermediate、mm. level because、um, I mean I get I got the vocabulary I got the I think he was and now I knew how to communicate in written、Definitely. in English、yeah. but I think. Taking Ls require a certain a set of techniques, and and there are some specific、um, requirements. That's、mm-hmm. how I mean. Like I think you have to get get a seven plus.、Um, mm-hmm. You not only you have to be you know, be able to communicate English, but you also have to communicate accurately and precisely yes. and yes. correctly. Absolutely, and I also think the sort of skill which maybe gets. Overlooked, maybe in IELTS preparation, is that in writing an essay, you have to be able to make a strong argument, don't you? Right. Like a logical argument which you build、um, and is persuasive. And I think that's something which a lot of students, particularly students who like like you, who are maybe aiming not just for a seven but higher, yeah, they kind of forget it's not always mathematical. You can't just Have a topic sentence.、No. Have an explanation. It has to be something. There has to be some logic and progression and flow, which is what we worked on quite a lot. I think. Yes, yes, that's true. And like, I think as a student, like who really have that, who has that vocabulary, sometimes I just wanted to show off <laughs> what I have, and that's what you have pointed out several times. Yes. No, it's not about language. Yeah, I think、yes. you were placing vocabulary first, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah.、Yes. And then I sort of said, "Well, we we can use that vocabulary, but let's focus on argument first, and then use、yeah. the vocabulary in the argument." And that I think was what made all the difference, really. I guess. So、yeah. you signed up basically. See, we did the first assessment, and then you came and you signed up for our gold package. So you know, if there's anybody listening who doesn't know what that is,、um, that's basically where it's like a it can it's up to a three month course, and we essentially we worked through all the different types of essays and. All the different types of task one. So for you, the different reports 
as well. Yeah. Um, so it sort of works, you know, I would ask Yiki to watch some videos and then she would send us something to Mark and we'd send it back with lots and lots of feedback. And then she'd watch another set of videos. And through that process, really, you were learning, you know, how the different types of essays and reports work. Plus, we were focusing on your sort of individual errors. So let's talk a little bit about that process. I mean, did you find yeah. that was a useful way to work? I mean, how did you feel about that that stage of it? Of course. I think that, that the golden passage um, was a game changer <laughs> for me. <laughs> it did take my English to the next level, like mm-hmm. I want. Because, um, um, you know, you know um, I have three months to prepare mm-hmm. I, when I sign up. And it took me like one month and a half to actually finish all the courses that mm-hmm. you have put online. And, and also as well as all the modules. And yeah. I mean, like before I took the course, I was thought, I thought well, maybe that would be a bit of time because you didn't really practice a lot. You just watch the, uh, watch the lessons and do like the practice activities. Yeah, practice. Yeah. yeah. And there are a lot of practice every day, like, but. That was really, really good. I mean, what, what I think what's most fantastic about the lesson that you, it really gives you a systematic, um, system as to how to tackle else writing mm-hmm. from the most basic ones to like some nuanced and more complex, um, or issues mm-hmm. of else writing. And that really helped me a lot because I guess, like, as you said, um, I did have the vocabulary and mm-hmm. all, all my overall writing ability, but um, I don't, I didn't really have knowledge about the house itself. Yeah. And, um, and I remember there are many lessons that I, I, I think I still will be like, helpful throughout my entire life. Like, like, Good. <laughs> I think, I mean, I do feel that the course is more, is like 50% IELTS and 50% like life writing right. skills. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that you're going to be able to use, particularly as you're going to university now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like, like, because I, I did my master in UK as well. And I, you know, as an art student, you don't really, you didn't really write a lot, but you did write some pieces and papers. And, but when I wrote at that time, I knew, like, there, I just used the language, like, like, without really knowing what I'm, what I was doing. Because mm-hmm. I remember the courses you taught, like, gerunds and, um, also, like the adding balance, yeah, like to the argument, also hedging, mm-hmm. and um, as well as trans- transitional signals, transition signals, mm-hmm. and all of these like techniques are really valuable because um, without them, I guess like I I I I can imagine like, when I go to UK and I write my uh, academic paper, I I have something in my mind that, that that I can write consciously, like well, this is what I'm doing, like as yes. an English like writer. Fantastic. Right. So you've got basically now you've got a sort of an idea of some of the components, I guess, yes. of English yeah. academic writing. So you're going to be able yes. to use those tools. Right. Get there. Yes. Okay. That makes me really, really happy, to be honest. So, you know, obviously, each every month, right, we have a lot of students who pass and it's all great, but we don't really <laughs> have time. Well, we don't have time to interview everybody. But I also, you know, when I choose somebody to interview, I try and choose somebody with like, a reason right so you know in the past we've maybe yeah. interviewed a doctor who's passed or a dentist the reason oh. I've chosen you Yiki well number one you're unusual because you're an art student right really? uh, uh, yes but more importantly I think what I found interesting about working with you is that 
almost from the beginning, like once you started the gold package and you started watching the lessons and then writing the essays, you were getting great scores, right? I mean, I think for all five <laughs> of your essays or six of the essays that we marked, they were always a seven or higher. I can't remember what the highest one was, but I mean, they were definitely <laughs> above a seven. And, you know, most of the time when that happens, I just have the feeling of fantastic. This student is on the right path. I don't need to worry about them. I'm just happily smiling, giving feedback, hope, you know, helping you to improve further. But on the inside, even though you were getting <laughs> really high scores, you were not feeling very happy and relaxed and satisfied. No, were you? no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk a little bit then about, I don't know what we would call it. Do you think it's maybe a lack of self-confidence? I think it's a perfectionist, like, same time. <laughs> so and that is something I think a lot of our students will recognize. So let's talk about that perfectionism. Like how does that look? You know, when you're writing, what's that perfectionism doing to you? Okay. Um actually can I um I'm gonna start by talking a bit about like my own educational background. Because yes. I'm from China and I know and I belong to the like, East Asian society, which I guess it requires you to become a perfectionist. Like, especially when you are students or you're working and I guess like, um, sometimes like not, um, like failing to achieve like a bad night means failure. So, oh, so, so, yeah, let me just, yeah. so let me just understand. So you saying like in the Chinese education system, it's either the yeah. absolute maximum score or failure. Right. Yeah. Either um. you are zero, something like that. You okay. know, like when I got the results, actually, like for example, I got result and I taught my dad, <laughs> and I, I got like I got like nine and nine in reading and listening, but yeah. I, I got seven point five in writing, and I was feeling happy, but he was like, okay, so why did you get got higher, like eight plus, and still still one point five room for improvement, right? Wow. So even when, yeah. so I mean, okay, Yuki's giving given away yeah. the end of her story, which is that when she did sit the exam, yeah. <laughs> She got a 7.5 which for me is amazing yeah and it's fantastic but that's really interesting <laughs> still yeah. even our, even then yeah. you you all you saw was the gap between a 7.5 and a 9 yeah because i how that's what how i i i've been educated to yeah. see things because right. that is i mean that's not a problem for money from other students like in other cultural backgrounds yeah. i don't know Okay, yeah. so that's really difficult. So for you, your whole, like the whole time you've been taking IELTS, the goal's mm -hmm. been a nine. So if you've got that feeling, yes. you've got that perfectionism, how yes. does it, how does that affect you while you're studying or while you're preparing? Like on a practical basis, what does that mean to you? It means like not able, able to fall asleep at night. Really? <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, like I, I did have problems like, like sleeping like during my preparation even though, even if like i'm working i was work, working with you and you yeah. kept encouraging me but yeah. i was like when i you know and i i'm just like whoa how how like okay this is what i did like in practice and mm -hmm. exam but how will i score how about how will i perform in actual exam and i was i feel worried but um okay and there's another thing that i think will make me kind of unconfident mm -hmm. because I, I i miss up studying and i tried doing else um on my own and because i felt like i was like got stuck and i didn't know how to improve um by myself 
and she that's why lost. I become yes, yeah. I I feel like deeply insecure because mm-hmm. like I I I I motivated to improve, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how, and I was I, I yes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and I think that's that's one of them. That is an extremely frustrating place to be isn't it because you know I know your work ethic I will tell you if I tell you to do something you will always do it you're extremely diligent hard working so it must be really difficult if you've got those tools and probably in other areas of your education having those tools is enough for you to be able to improve I mean what were you doing to self-study how were you doing it I've never asked you that question before oh like I I, I I've got um several different like set of resources at hand. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are from like Chinese elite institutions, some of them are from like like other examiners or websites. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot. And so, yeah. And yes, I I, I I did practice writing essays on my own, but mm-hmm. I before you I've never asked anybody to help correct my essays. Right. I just Which check myself. Yeah. yeah which is you know if you're if you're lacking self-confidence and you maybe don't know what you're doing I think you you do need some feedback I would say yes definitely yeah. because I was yeah. well, so that was the next thing so we finished the gold package and to be honest you know as yeah. I said to you I felt confident you were going to be able to hit your target <laughs> scores but I was also aware that you you didn't feel that confidence no. <laughs> which is why we then decided to have like you know a little block of five individual lessons together um how was that different how did that help you I mean did it help you more yes it helped me like a lot I've never regret like taking notes about individuals even if like you have to pay extra but mm-hmm. I mean it's really good because you really have the chance to meet Shelly and you know you know you have been my constant companion throughout like when I was doing the lessons yeah, you got your faces are on the screen, and I, I was like smiling with you. Like, I was like, you guys, like, <laughs> good point. Okay, I got this. Like, when I see you in person, wow, it's like, it's I'm, like I'm alive. Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're alive. Yeah, you're a real person. <laughs> right and so you know I felt with you a lot of what we did was just was literally just confidence building it was giving you what I thought were the most difficult questions that I'd ever seen in exam conditions and my you know I used to joke with you my job I'm going to try and break you in these five sessions because I felt like the more challenge like the bigger the challenge I gave you and the more you were able to succeed that was giving you I don't think you ever felt fully confident but I do think that was giving you little blocks of confidence yeah I mean I think you you did give me confidence it gave me a lot of confidence I mean um I mean even today I may not be I mean like I don't really totally trust myself but I trust you as a teacher yeah really and that's that's how I felt when I mm, took exam because uh, before the writing, you know, I I was taking it the computer test and before the test began, I was thinking like, okay, I like I, I, I like I might not be still unsure of how can I perform it. But Shelley said, mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna make it, so I will make it. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> so you outsourced your confidence to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it worked. I mean, you know, I said to you, I always felt like you had the capacity for an eight. And every time I used the word eight, you would go, no, no. But but I felt like you did. I mean, I felt like for me, what after those five lessons, I would have been, I mean, 
we only needed a seven. I, though, would honestly have been a bit disappointed with a seven. I felt like a 7.5 or an eight was a real, really true reflection of your actual level. You know, you came away with a 7.5. I think that's fantastic. Who knows? If you ever took it again, <laughs> we can aim for an eight. But I do yeah. feel like you pushed through that barrier. And I think that you actually started to become a really good writer, right? With nice argumentation, everything flowed. That's right. what I yeah. felt anyway. Yeah. Um, I got the feeling that I, I, I can, like, even though, like, I, when, when I was talking to you, I was like, oh, how can I do this? But I got the feeling that I can get a 7.5 or higher when we were doing, like, our second individual lesson. Because mm -hmm. after you, you know, marked the, the writing, and I was like, okay, like, I have a feeling that I have never had before, um, something different. Like, okay, I, my writing is, it's better. I can feel that. Yeah, like when was. I roll, I can. Yes, yes. Like my, my, like my head is working in different ways, and I'm thinking English like more fluently, and I become much more self-conscious about the choice of words and thinking words, and uh, also the also uh, uh, like sentence structures. And Amazing. So you basically you were sort of I would say the difference was that your I felt like you're sort of more composing an essay rather than just throwing right. everything you could onto the page yeah. like all of the lexis you yeah. knew yes <laughs> yeah. yeah that was definitely true <laughs> so i mean obviously it's fantastic right you're probably never going to need ielts again right you're going to go and do your phd <laughs> which will be hopefully which is fantastic <laughs> but if you had some advice maybe particularly for you know students right, who are yeah. in china who do suffer from that perfectionism what advice would you would you give people well like my I'm gonna say it's like be a good student. No, if I mean like when you um enrolling lessons like 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 the one that Shelley provides, which mm -hmm. are really really good and high quality, and you don't really have to worry about yourself. You just um, follow instructions. What I do the practice activities. I yeah. use that at the end of every <laughs> every video. Do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just go through every video and do everything that is taught and mm -hmm. practice every piece of writing and correct them and and with like carefully and and just don't do not rush. Do not hope that you will get seven like overnight. Yeah. <laughs> so you can make progress day by day and as long as you do that, I think you'll be fine, really. You I agree. I think I think you're right. I think it is a step by step process. What about the nine? I mean would you tell? Do you think it's possible for our Chinese students to stop focusing on the nine, or is that just always going to happen because it's cultural? Um, I mean, it is a hard question. I've never seen anyone who got a nine writing like, exactly in from that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we can do that in speaking, but <laughs> well, listening and reading maybe keep the nine. That is a realistic yeah, goal. Yeah, keep the nine. I agree. Yeah. Um, speaking, I mean, even speaking, I, I don't know what the percentages are, but I reckon it's like half, less than half a percent of students would get a nine in speaking, I think. So okay. it's still a really high score. But I would say, I mean, yeah. a nine in writing, even, you know, I know native speech um, teachers who, sorry, I know native speakers <laughs> who have been trying for a nine in writing and failing. Yeah. So I think really? it's fine um, to have a high goal, but 
but you don't yeah. need a nine, do you? You need a seven. <laughs> so I kept saying to you many yeah. times, we only need a seven. And, you know, for a seven, you can make mistakes. You can, it's, and it's yeah. fine. And so I would say, you know, aim to do your best, but maybe remember the score that you need. Yeah, exactly. And also, I, I like, I think, like, you have to you have to be realistic about the questions you get in exam because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you know, when I practice with you, like when I got like a question, you thought it was difficult, but it was like about R, and then I then you give me an A, and I because I I have that knowledge. It's not yes. really about language, but when you get another question, which is not really like you have never thought about that question before, and it's not another professional area and. That yeah. maybe, the, maybe you may like get a lower score. Yes, because yeah. the topic of the question <laughs> I mean, can affect. Because yeah. I'd yeah. forgotten that you yeah, were an artist, exactly. so I'd given you that discuss both sides questions about <laughs> art, and, yeah. and and you were like amazing. But you know, driverless <laughs> vehicles is a different type of question, right? Yeah, yeah I hate that question. I hate <laughs> no. like, government, economy, like vehicles and. I understand well look I am really proud of you Yiki okay I think that what I always love as a teacher is when a student comes and they listen they, they do the lessons that you ask them to they take all the information on board they're able to apply it and then what we see is real progress in actually a relatively short space of time you know we went from a 6.5 right. to a 7.5 you know, in a, in literally a couple of months. So, you know, I would say, well done. Not everybody can do that. Um, I'm really proud of you. And when do you go to England? When does your course start? Um, um, it starts at the end of September. I've been looking at, I've, I'm looking at in flats in London. It's difficult. <laughs> it is very difficult. Well, you can email me for help for that as well yes. if you need some help. Of course. Oh, really? oh, right. Well, look, good luck. Them? Thank you so much yeah. for coming and talking to us. Okay. And um, I hope that your, in, that your story will inspire lots of other students. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Shelley. Well, Nick, there we go. What mm. do you think? Very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. What did you think? I mean, for me, the mm. interesting part, I guess, I, I'm always sort of find cultural differences really fascinating and that part where Yuki was talking about how you know as a Chinese Mm -hmm. as a Chinese person having gone through the Chinese education system Mm -hmm. it's either perfection Mm -hmm. or failure Mm -hmm. and how you know even when she got the 7.5 all she could see were the two nines for reading and listening Mm. so that 7.5 seemed like a failure I Mm. mean what what can we say to students to help them realize it's not a failure well I think that is a very unique cultural element um, mm. connected to China. And I mean, I've encountered it before. Unfortunately, I have had a lot of Chinese students who are not interested in learning what they need to do. They just mm. want to know all the shortcuts to get a nine. Yeah. And then you've got them, you know, um, using the silly idiomatic phrases because they think they need to and using complex grammar unnecessarily when it doesn't fit because they think that's what they need to do and i have come across that a couple of times with students specifically from china so it is a culture which is what yiki described exactly wasn't it she was just focusing on put throwing in that vocabulary throwing in Mm -hmm. the grammar structures rather than actually arguing 
a point, right? I yeah. guess. And I think what I would say to that situation specifically is she needed a specific score mm-hmm. to do a PhD. Mm-hmm. That IELTS exam is only for her and for the yes. university. And all she needs to do is pass that exam at the required score. She doesn't need to yes. compare herself to anybody else. She doesn't need to aim for a nine because she doesn't need a nine. So yeah, very, very, I would say not a good mentality to go into the exam with. I love um, that, Nick, though. Like take the comparison off the table. Yeah. All I love it. All you are doing is getting what you need to move forward because once now she's got that certificate nobody i think in the rest for the rest of her life will say how good you get in <laughs> yeah exactly they're, they're yeah. not gonna are they they're no. gonna say oh my god tell me about your amazing phd in london mm-hmm. and this um, is the thing as well specifically with ielts there's not nobody ever needs to get a nine yes because a nine is just what is given to a native speaker who's done a bit of preparation and knows how the exam works yes and if you're not a native speaker of english I would say unless you've lived in an English-speaking current country for minimum five years, mm-hmm. you're not going to get a nine. No, you you just it's not possible. Like you, no. you just will not have the language required to do it. Now you could for listening and reading. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But yeah. for writing and for speaking, I just I would say it's almost impossible, and it's a silly target. And if if we take me as an example, I want to lose weight. Yeah. Right. And if I set myself a target of being the same way I was when I was 23 years old, yeah, then I'm never going to hit that target. And I'm always going to mm-hmm. be miserable because it's not going <laughs> to yeah. happen. Yeah. So realistic um, targets. Yes. Uh, and maybe that is what played in so like played in to her having low confidence. Oh, no, definitely. Because if you're always looking at a nine, mm. then a 6.5 or, you know, a seven mm-hmm. is just going to be looking quite sad whereas what I'm looking at and what you're looking at when Mm -hmm. we're marking is a seven like anything above a seven is a bonus is a joy Mm -hmm. but our job is just to help people get the score they need Mm -hmm. and then they can forget about us and we just become a distant memory (laughs) forever Mm -hmm. right yeah so if you would like us to become a distant memory <laughs> you may want to consider signing up for one of our my ielts classroom packages yiki was on the gold writing package but we've got others there's silver there's bronze we've got something that suits every price point basically mm-hmm. but essentially we should only be a very small part of your life right it should you should be with us for a couple of months mm-hmm. and then you move forward as nick just said i think what nick said there is the best advice and the best way to end that podcast so thanks mate Right. <laughs> All right. So, um, not sure what we're going to be doing next week, but as we have just spoken about a native speaker, I may try and persuade Ooh. my friend Jacqueline another interview to come on the podcast. Well, yes, and just she's a professor at the university. Her name is Doctor. Mm. I'm going to get her to come and do a blind IELTS test, so we can get the feedback from a native speaker who's never done one before just to find out how they found it and also for us to find out what their score will be. Because mm-hmm. I have a feeling she won't get a nine, but let's have a look. <laughs> anyway, so if you're interested in that, come back next week. Have a lovely week and yeah, just take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My IELTS Classroom podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. 
You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard and remember... This is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.